Okay. <laughs> um, whoa, Brian. Hi. You're just loud. Oh, um, am I? Yeah. Oh, it's because really he never seems loud to me. No, like it, it's weird. Better. It's like the levels come through loud, but Brian was a good. What's that word? Temperature? He's a good temperature. He's <laughs> <laughs> a good temperature. It's early. <laughs> Today on the Geek Help Podcast, an NFL schedule video only make it anime. Trailers for Obi-Wan Kenobi, She-Hulk, House of the Dragon. Spinal Tap, it is happening. Spinal Tap 2 is is, is happening. Avatar, Wave the Way of the Water. Westworld, Love, Death, and Robots. Norm MacDonald shot a comedy special to be released upon his death. <laughs> Cobra Kai, The Boys, The Orville, Resident Evil. Okay, okay. <laughs> Why are you reading like robots? Oh my god! Because it's like all of those dot dot dots require me to keep an up inflection because I'm oh still listening. Oh my god! Stop! Such weird script oh readers. Oh my god! All of you. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to big The Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. I feel bad because the- that was a well written one. I feel like Bud had a real <laughs> a vision for that one. Yeah. Just, you know, to keep going back to Brian, and we we balls it. I'm sorry. I know. Oh my god! All your hard work for nothing. I under- <laughs> I understood the vision. I think I just over delivered. <laughs> uh, it's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 189. We record this on Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. At the crack of stupid schedules are weird. We'll figure it out at some point. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7:20 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. R.I.P. Art today. I'm DJ Boy Tano. I host the Evening Zone. Oh, and the Mixtape in the Afternoon Zone. I'm Balbastino, and I host the Afternoon Zone. I know we have to probably keep things rolling here, but I did just want to um, say a fun. We can't lose the magic of the pod just because we're on a schedule and just because things. And are by tired, magic right? of the pod, do you mean you rambling? We can't lose yeah. the magic. So ninety percent Paul Plastino. I wanted to say <laughs> the um, magic of Paul justifying his breaking <laughs> the law, which is what he's about to do. Yep. <laughs> no. No, but please send me a private message if you'd like to know fun ways to break the law. <laughs> oh my God, man. <laughs> no, so, but uh, Chris and I are carpooling, as you know, and um, the best part of the day every day is I come through the show. I'm in Kirsten's suite and I come through the laundry room and then I get her. <laughs> I fetch her for um, carpool. And then her son, always very excited to see me, which is very cute. And um, I told you guys yesterday, I just said, Sprigatito to him. And he <laughs> loved it. Yes. Loved Sprigatito. Everyone loves Sprigatito. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's all I have for today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm Kirsten James. <laughs> and can confirm, loved Sprigatito. He loved it. You were yeah. giving him some Sprigatito this morning. Oh, and yeah, I heard he, him like across the house, he was loving it. Yeah, he laughed. Like full on laughing. Oh, that's cute. That's so good. It's such a good word. Yeah. So last week we had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And so we basically turned it into a reviews and recommendations only podcast. That may have been a mistake because now we have a super stacked cue sheet. So we're going to try to get through it as quickly as possible. We have a couple timing points. We have a hard out. It won't be a 14 hour pod, but uh, (laughs) things may be a little scattered this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. The LA Chargers released their like like their their NFL schedule, which is a whole thing unto itself. They released their schedule 
as a video, which I guess teams do because social media teams and whatnot, but they made it as a very faithful, ridiculous, awesome anime um, send up and lambasted each of the teams that they're they're fighting against in the regular season in matters of seconds. And I went into a few of them on the weekly geek out. I could go into all of them uh, now, but I won't. We don't have time. Please just go watch the video at thezone.fm slash geek out. It is amazing and mind-blowing i was so impressed with this and i ended up talking to art aronson on twitter a bunch confirming some things and because you know me and sports are like eh. but me and anime are like ah so we <laughs> i had a lot of research to do and I'm, i think my algorithm is now completely whacked and i'm gonna start getting served ads for sports ball things and whatnot but it was such a well-made a schedule video, please, please go watch it. You're going to be on the internet now going, eh, and ah. <laughs> probably, yes, probably. <laughs> All right, this is excellent. Coming soon. Obi-Wan Kenobi, <gasps> official trailer. This is the Disney Plus six-part series, May 27th. And I noticed only yesterday in the title treatment that the eye in Kenobi is a lightsaber, lightsaber hilt. yes. <laughs> and yeah, so full trailer, a bit more of everything and the plot and, and stuff. And I mean, May 27th, that is next Friday. I oh, am so, oh, you can watch it with us, Paul. Because you live in our house. Oh, we can watch it together. That's fun. Um, I <laughs> obviously am so excited for this. And I have been loving like the little press tours that they've been going on. Um, I'll send you this, bud, and we can link it in the show notes. But I watched yeah, one the other day that was um, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. And basically Ewan McGregor just having this conversation with the interviewer about how much his relationship with Star Wars has changed over the last 20 years. And like he said, you know, we never heard the perspective from people your age. So, you know, people that were like 12 when the prequels came out that you guys liked those movies. Like we just heard 20 years ago that everyone hated them and they were awful and what the fuck were oh, we doing yes. and fuck their childhoods. Yes. Uh, so now they're hearing from these people that are grown up and in their 30s, 2030s and saying, no, I, I really liked that movie i really liked your performance in that movie and it's changed his perspective of star wars like finally hearing that um and and he does kind of like throw lucas under the bus a little bit about how like <laughs> how much blue and green screen there are and like mm. how hard it was to make them mm -hmm. but both hayden christensen and and him like it looks like they're actually having a blast and it's really nice that they're mm. now hearing that you know yes some people do did like those movies they weren't universally panned. I mean, so good. And then they also talk about um, Revenge of the Sith and, and specifically both of them are like, that's a good movie. Like we watched it and we were like, wow, that's wow. actually a good movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting that they think that. Go get that. <laughs> get out of here. Go get the other Q sheet. You're not invited for Star Wars talk. Go get the Q sheet. That I like, um, I, 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 I recommend to you guys um, PJ Party Podcast. Now, it's something that George what? Lucas used too much green screen on. I'll admit that, but I, I think it's good. Um, 
The PJ Party Podcast? That's right. Uh, yeah. A thing that I make and did and am on all of. Uh, the the one the, the, that's the podcast where you slag the uh, you played the clip of you slagging Star Wars. Yeah, I'm just saying this is what Ewan McGregor sounds like when he says his own movie is good. No, oh, you have fair to listen enough. to the preamble right. of it. You have to listen to the preamble. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's of not him saying how no, it's true. No, you're sad right. I, it was I hear what for you're him and joking. and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, of course. To to spend all the time on these movies. And, you know, going in with, like, oh, yeah. knowing your cast in Star Wars to yes. be Obi-Wan and to be Anakin Skywalker who's going to turn into Darth Vader, you know what I mean? Spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and to have what? that be panned like that, like, that must have been shocking. Oh, can you imagine what it must be like to be Daisy Ridley or Kelly Marie Tran? And oh, Kelly Marie Tran. Like, oh, man, misogynist so shit as well. Her, yeah, man. it's like, I know. And even John Boyega. John right? Boyega. All these guys Poor John like, Boyega. Wow, the highest high yeah. to the lowest low. Yeah. And all I'm they got to do is wait 20 years for all those kids to grow up and be like, hey, yeah. I like yeah. those movies. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> very Time heals all wounds. excited for Obi-Wan. I think this is going to be so good. That cover, oh, is this coming up next? Sorry, oh. <laughs> our cue sheet looks shitty. Um, the variety cover. Oh, oh, sorry. What? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Let's jump to that now. Actually, that's right. That should have been. That should have been together. <laughs> oh my God! What happened to the cue sheet? Did you print that from a potato? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's well, what you I mean. Printed it from Slack. I printed it from Slack. <laughs> yeah, Bud looks so offended. We don't mean the beautiful cue sheet you slaved over is shitty, Bud. Just the way we printed it. <laughs> well, you printed that. it. Yeah, so. yeah. The the rebellion will be televised is the title of the of, of an article with more of these amazing Vanity Fair Annie Leibovitz photos mm. uh, from on set and like some posed stuff and they're always good from like the Harry Potter days to all the movies in between they like you know oh didn't she it go takes- back all the way to the, like prequel one? Oh no sure absolutely yeah, yeah that's right yeah, that's right yeah. I have that I have that I'm somewhere sure you do. in like, box. Yeah, 1997 um, yeah Leibovitz takes a um, no, I was in the 2000s. Uh, Leibovitz takes great photos, and yeah, there's some more great ones, and a good article in general. Um, also, <laughs> sourced from absolutely no reliable um, reports, uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com says mm. that Flea, Michael Balzari, the uh, bassist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, will cameo in the Obi-Wan show. We have nothing to back that up. Wow. I have. I've been talking about it that on the radio, actually. The, the way I would back this up is that um, the director of Black Summer, the music video, was Deborah Chow. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. In uh, Book of Boba Fett and episodes of obi-wan okay and she directed okay. black so the way they directed black summer was they used that same screen yeah. the volume in the yeah the in the mandalorian and boba oh, fett that's wow. wild yeah okay that's, I that's, see him that's just the being, thing the link i think i could see him just being like walking around in the background right yeah walk on shot sure yeah why not like kevin i don't know it says, he, it says he'll be holding a cool blaster as the blasters aren't cool. He'll be calling Obi Wan a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in Big Lebowski too, right? That's him. He's in lots of movies. Yeah, he's yeah, been in a bunch of movies. My own private Idaho. And, oh, so yeah. give him a role. Get, you know, um, yeah. I don't want. I, that bumps me. 
I don't want to see Flea in my Star Wars. Really? Yeah. But no, if he's ju- if he's acting, if he's not being Flea in a Star Wars, then that's what fine. Yeah. The bass guitarist of the Cantina band. Okay. All that's right. a bump. That's, that's, that's Flea with his shirt off. And he's like bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> now, but I'm sorry again, because we're reading out of a potato here. If this was a, a separate thing you've got. But did anyone see, um, an, uh, maybe it was from this Vanity Fair article. They were talking about, and I think it was Kennedy was talking about how, uh, um, no more trilogies. We don't do trilogies anymore. The yeah, that was a late was break a on Slack. I didn't have a chance to put that in there. But okay. yeah, Star yes. Wars is now about persistent storytelling, not trilogies. Yes. And, and, but then today, yeah. this note came out about Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy oh. and that it's being delayed, but not because of what Kathleen Kennedy said, but because he's filming Knives Out. Oh, so another mm. one? Yeah. Yeah, there hasn't been a second one yet. I think Knives Out, they're maybe doing three. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. Maybe so here's Kathleen out. Kennedy like, no more trilogies, but then also we're still getting the Ryan Johnson one that no one asked for. But it still makes sense, too. I I have a feeling that they are going to crank out so much Star Wars content, and that's what she's essentially saying here, right? Good. Is that just like, Feed yeah, it just directly a, to my mouth. Just like this, <laughs> this constant conveyor belt, similar to Marvel, right? That's that, Perfect. When all she says is like, it's about consistent storytelling now, I hear we replicate Marvel. We make a cinematic universe, constant movie. Movies, a movie every year and Please. a TV, cut yep. three or two or three TV shows to go along with it. Straight into my veins. Exactly. That's yeah. that's and what the fans for Kirsten. <laughs> that's what Ten modern tickets, please. fandom is. Podcast every week with tons of shit to talk about because there's always a thing on. Yeah, we only have 25 minutes to talk about the rest of our QG. So it's fine. House of the Dragon. This is the HBO spinoff series from Game of Thrones, August 21th. Uh... Looks very Game of Thronesy. Oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Right. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, She-Hulk, Attorney uh, at Law. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all trailer stopped. just dropped, and um, we all watched it, and we're all very excited. As we're typing, to, we're going to go watch the trailer, and then we come back and we're typing. And we're like, oh, that was a trailer. <laughs> oh, what y'all didn't like it? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I, I sorry, I'm on the like part. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, I liked it all up until the CG face. That's the only con for me. Yeah, and yeah. I do feel bad because because of also what Kirsten says. I truly believe that is that to be the case. Is that when you know they're starting to work on a lot of these things, a lot of them have to probably work from home because of COVID protocols and stuff, and that shit is hard to do remotely. Yeah, you don't have your servers full of computer processors at home. And because of Marvel and the connected universe, the pros and cons, the major con of the connected universe is that if you delay one thing, you probably have to delay more things. Exactly. That's going to affect your bottom line. That's going to affect your ability to make more content in the future. So that's the only con for me on that. Just that it it just it looks she looks weird. Yeah, she doesn't look hulky enough to me. She looks too sexy. Yeah, but that's oh, how She-Hulk looked, was, I right, Brian? I think that comes from the comics, though. So. perfect, though. Yeah. I, see, the thing is, you know, like, perfect in terms of, like... Okay, what, art. Like, like, <laughs> what? No, no, no. <laughs> but, like, the tone as well of the trailer, mm-hmm. bang on. I think, like, for me... Yeah, there's I some feel like this banging is the in that trailer. Okay, oh, okay. okay art. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I think this is the most comic-accurate 
trailer I've seen so far for wow. for a Marvel property mm-hmm. because of the tone and because of the tone I think they could do something and because it's like a lawyer show they can go like full on Ally McBeal on this thing oh sure of like you know how you know She-Hulk as well in the comics kind of like Deadpool does break the fourth wall oh at times and Ally McBeal is all about kind of breaking the fourth wall and they're in 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 that show's own way um so yeah i think it's it's really comic accurate there's a lot of things that like not a whole heck of a lot of easter eggs in this but there's a lot of things to look forward to the the return of timothy roth yes reprising his role as abomination and emil blonsky Huge, um, yeah, he's so in beautiful. that cell so like if you go back to that scene that he had in shang chi and uh they go through the portal from the change room into the portal into this weird room that cell is in the background of that room that he's in okay this is the marvel stuff again that i'm like i don't even know what we're talking about and i just saw shang chi like six months ago like what are you talking about okay so shang chi they 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 are in the fighter wait 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 you go back even further who who is this character which hulk is he in oh abomination he's in the edward norton hulk okay thank you Okay, and then Timothy Roth plays the guy that turns into Abomination, so okay. he plays Emil Blonsky. Okay, it's a big red kind of Hulk monster yeah. thing. Probably like probably the best thing out, out of that Incredible Hulk movie is obviously Tim Roth or mm-hmm. Timothy Roth. Um, so in Shang Chi, yeah, they show up in like the fighter thing in Macau. Mm-hmm. He's Abomination is randomly fighting Wong. Oh. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. And it looks like they're talking during the the fight. Right. Like, like they like set it up. Something mm-hmm. they've set it up, and then they're in the change room. They go through a portal. Right. And in the background of that portal is like a cell with like red. Right. Because he takes him back. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he basically takes him back to this jail, and that jail is shown in this trailer. Did well. Timothy Roth voice him in Shang Chi? Do you know in the credits? Uh, or does he I not really know. speak? There was not a lot of not a lot to voice. It was just grunts, okay. really. Oh yeah. Um. The, yeah. The the thing about this trailer, and um, Kirsten said this, and not me. I'm not talking about myself in the third person. Um, Kirsten, <laughs> a podcast. She said, "So being she Hulk makes her monstrously horny as well." And that was my <laughs> like, yes, great point, great line. But yes. also, that was my takeaway from that trailer. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, we're getting she Hulk cool. I like her relationship um, with Hulk. Like uh-huh. that looks fun. Yes. But then there was just like so much like horn dog sex. Like, uh-huh. why is this here? Like who oh, is boy. this? And and you know me. me. That's me. Yeah, I know. And I also like horn dog sex things. But I was like, here we're getting like Lady Hulk, and we're getting a new lady in yeah. the Marvel universe. Great, because like they're killing off all their ladies. Yes. And then yeah. it's all about her just being like horny and going on blind dates and picking up men. And Not I was like, what the fuck that. is? And then like a little I mean, lawyer. That was one aspect of the, uh, the end of the trailer. Yeah, it I sounds know. like to me, Kirsten, that they came into my room and snuck a peek at my dream journal, oh and my that's God. what they made into a And TV I'll also show. say, and I know I'm this happy is, about this. I know this is huh? comic accurate. I know uh-huh. this is comic a- accurate, and this is She-Hulk is a lawyer. Horny? But this, a horny lawyer, horny green lawyer. But this <laughs> seems to me like, you know that sketch from South Park, and I think they're making fun of, like, Polly Shore, and they're like, Polly Shore is a toothbrush. Yes. Like, that's what I feel like this it's like the hulk is a girl and she's a lawyer look at her every day a little bit a little bit 
Yeah. Picking up mint. Like, that's what I... This is that... Was this trailer to me. So. I, I baby bit. I also... Like, at first I was like, She-Hulk, attorney at law. Yes. I was like, oh, that's an interesting title because they're saying, yeah, yeah, this isn't just like a girl version of Hulk, you know, mm-hmm. girl Hulk, and she's like floozy or whatever. It's like, no, she's an attorney. She's very accomplished. But then it also felt very like, oh, is this Legally Blonde, yeah. the Hulk? Or, <laughs> yeah, Ali McBeal, the Hulk? Or, But right. I would suggest we speed round literally everything else in the coming soon. Yeah, thank you. I'm giving Here the we finger. go. Avatar The Way of Water. I think we've talked about this. Zona Ewan also said it on, sent it on. It's the James Cameron Blue Kitty film two of five in theaters December. I um, don't care. Watch that Rather unremarkable. Like, Who cares? A cartoon What did you show? say, Paul? Any of the clips could have been from the first movie and you wouldn't have known? Wouldn't have known the difference. Like, oh yeah, I saw that movie back in 2001. <laughs> Westworld season four, HBO series, June twenty sixth. New tra- or, or, well trailer for this. Very excited uh, on on the bud front. Mm. Um, do love a Westworld season three was a bit of a mess, but uh, still. I yeah. miss the Westworld. I liked season three. I like a mess. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait to be confused and feel stupid. Next. Absolutely. That's how I just watch, watch some recaps on YouTube. <laughs> I did that before season three. It really helped. Love, Death, and Robots, Volume Three. This is a Netflix series coming soon. No date for that. Um, same, same thing as before. Different uh, animation styles, different uh, moods. All looks wild and good. Cobra Kai season five. It was just a date announced. Really, clips from the last season. This will be a Netflix series, and it will drop on September 9th. I'm working my way through season four as we speak. The Boys season three. This is the Prime Video series. Uh, thanks to Zoner Mary for passing this along. That will drop June 3rd. So also not far away. I am very excited about this. Um, we get a little bit more context on why um, Carl Urban. Booker Butcher um, ha- ha- has the soup power. Apparently, it's just temporary. This pill's given to you for 24 hours, so no, it makes it a better twist. Yeah, I was look- watching it on my phone, and Elisa uh, could hear just the audio of the trailer. And she's, oh man, there's a lot of fucks and squelching. <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate, Elisa. The voice trailer. Very accurate. It's a show you can tell they really do care about, though. They are pouring a lot of like effort into you know their characters and and building it out. So that's good. That, that, it's I a good can, show. It is a good show. Yeah, okay, next. The Orville New Horizons, which is the name of season three, will be on Disney Plus June 2nd. Thanks to Zoner Mary for this. Paul, impressions go. Rad, I can't wait. I really like this show. I miss the girl who was in season one. Apparently, she dated Seth MacFarlane, then he kicked her off. That's a bummer. Really bummed about that. Very bummed. Shouldn't do that. Don't date people you work with, but otherwise, the show looks great. Next. Wow, um, Hustle. Uh, this is an Adam Sandler sports ball movie. It looks very inspiring. It'll be in theaters on and on Netflix on June 8th. And Shorzy. This is the Letterkenny spinoff, which will be May 13th on Crave. I watched this, and then I did a bit of uh, research. So apparently this Shorzy guy has not generally been seen from the front because the actor who plays him also plays Wayne. Um, but great act, like great actor, great portrayals on both. And this clip that we linked to in the uh, uh, show notes has sort of like two vignettes from this upcoming show. Funny stuff. Okay, so I was going to talk about this in reviews and recommendations because the first two episodes are out now on Crave. Oh, sorry. Of Shorzy. Yeah, and so you watched... Uh, that. But that's exciting that you watched the show. Oh, sure. And I mean, I've seen like... 
I've seen as many letter Kennys as I've seen The Simpsons. Don't don't at me. Um, it's just like every now and then I see them and I enjoy what I like, but I'm not like a committed viewer. That's right. Okay, so Shorzy was this from the back only character on Letterkenny because it's Jared Kiso playing him, who's also the main character Wayne on Letterkenny. So, so now good. it's this spinoff where he just gets to like be the star of this show as well. I'm telling you guys, and especially coming off of all the controversy with the Pentaveret and Mike Myers, you know, doing Hoser Canada again. Mm-hmm. Jared Kiso is. Is going to go down in Canadian and entertainment history as being one of the greatest comedic voices of our generation, if not the that. greatest. Like Letterkenny, the fandom around that, and this Georgie show, I have watched both episodes two times and laughed at totally separate jokes very hard both times because there are so many jokes. That's the way they write these shows is they're like, they're so dense with jokes. The jokes are so funny that you're dying laughing. You miss the next joke. That's why Letterkenny has like such insane rewatchability. Shorzy is even better because sometimes when you're watching Letterkenny, the series... This is a speed round! Well, I told Bud to put this to ours and ours. But, um... it doesn't this this the show doesn't really kick off until Shorzy shows up. Now you get a whole show of Shorzy and it's just nonstop. So good. Cannot say enough good things about Shorzy. I laugh. Next. Resident Evil Monsters of California, Netflix Geek to Week, Echo, Just a Still, Multiverses, a game, Tron Light Cycle Run, a ride. These will all be in the show notes. We're not gonna talk about them here. Geek News Proper! <laughs> Spinal Tap 2 is coming. Rob Reiner, Michael McKeon, Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer. That's it. It's just coming. It's just like it's been arranged and stuff. Wow, that's a big deal, right? I, I don't think big I've deal. ever seen Spinal Tap 1, but I've seen the episode of The Simpsons where Spinal Tap is on it. <laughs> obviously, dozens of times. And Isn't that all you need? I, I mean, I get it. I, I get the point, right? And it's, that's great. And um, how good? Um, Black, oh, what Black if, Mirror. What if somebody rocks harder than Bill and Marty? We don't want to look stupid. Oh, my God. How about Rock-A-Doodle-Doo? <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. All right. Just like Spinal Tap 2, Black Mirror Season 6 in the works at Netflix. We know it's coming. There's no other details. And same thing about The Crow. They're going to remake The Crow with Bill Skarsgård and Twigs, FKA Twigs. Wow. Um cool uh i don't even know what you call her avant-garde kind of kind of hip-hop artist very cool music i love her mm-hmm. um and also a really good actor um so yeah that will be very interesting mm. uh so yeah three things that are in production norm mcdonald shot a secret netflix stand-up special before his death way before his death mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. and um and then had plans to record it properly um and then died and then has released this so it's all shot from his living room yeah we get to see this uh soon so wait i don't understand why did he shoot it in his living room so okay so in 2019 i think it was he was going in for some procedure like he's been sick for a long time right so he was going in for some procedure and he'd been working on all this material that he was really proud of and he was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it okay right through this procedure even so he recorded the stand-up special in his living room to no one which Mm -hmm. will be very weird to watch i hope they like put in a laugh track or like do what the Chappelle show did where they like show the the bits on a screen to an audience and then record that laughing. So it's real laughing, but you know, the program will include clips of Adam Sandler, Conan O'Brien, Dave Chappelle, David Letterman, David Spade, and Molly Shannon. Probably reacting. That would be the, 
so, or like paying tribute. So to him. did did he just set it up like on an iPhone? Like, is there a quality? Yeah. Well, I don't know how. Uh, maybe it'll be a decent quality. I hope. Yeah, maybe he got multiple shots around the living room. I don't. Maybe he shot <laughs> it like a stand-up special. But cool. So that's what he did. He filmed this thing. He went. He goes in for this procedure. Uh, comes out, it does, the procedure goes really well. And so he's like, oh, okay, never mind about this. Sticks it <laughs> in the closet, right? And then starts making plans to film it in front of an audience yeah. like a real special. Dies, okay? Doesn't get to do that. Dies. And so now his manager, whoever was left in charge of this, is like, oh, I still have this. And I think it was his intention before he died that he said, release that then. Release the, the living room stand-up yep. special. Oh, cool. And people who have seen it say it's, like, hysterical and heartbreaking um, because of obviously what has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look at – there's even stuff in his last released proper stand-up special, you know, where you look back now. There's that now famous joke where he talks about how – what is it? Like, uh, cancer. He lost his battle to cancer. He has a whole joke. About you oh, say that wow. someone loses a battle to cancer, and then he says that's not a that's not a loss. The cancer also dies, so it's a draw. Yeah, right. <laughs> very <laughs> good joke. Very clever. Amazing. Very like dark, but very Norm Macdonald. And then yeah. when you find out that he also battling cancer, wow, what a mm. deeper level to it. So I can't wait for this thing to come out. Cool. Norm Macdonald, nothing special is what it's called. It'll be May thirtieth on Netflix. Wow, wild. There's this BuzzFeed article that Kirsten passed along from her BuzzFeed doppelganger. <laughs> I got really confused reading that the author name was Kirsten Harris, which is Kirsten's name. It was Kirsten, name. but yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. it's, it's, that's funny. I've got, I'm, yeah. I'm Kirsten biased. I didn't Good. even notice that. Good. Excellent. It's worked. <laughs> Anyways, it's called 24 Marvel actor and crew duos who are married, who are married siblings or related in some other way. Huh. Tiny bit listicle clickbaity, but there's some really interesting <laughs> things in there. So when I saw that on the cue sheet. I was like, this is from Buzzfeed, isn't it? And is there like brackets <laughs> and 13 that are not. Right? <laughs> you won't believe what... Anyways, yeah. So I don't know if we need to go into any of them, but some of them are wild. And yeah, so just please go see it from the... The, the one I want to point out is there was like um, Tom Holland's brothers like in Spider-Man with him, like doing yeah. some things. And Tom Holland's brother's name is Harry. And then yep. my thing was like, I really hope that there is a secret third Holland brother and his name is like Richard. Tom, Dick, and Harry. So on that list, I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing Paul Bettany and Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Yeah, they're and in they're it. both yeah. kind of Jarvis type voices. Yeah. 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 Suit lady. It's just a fun yeah. list to be like, oh, they're related and oh, they did that and oh, they're married. And a couple things I didn't know though. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. yeah, I think that's smart. Jane, here's here's the headline. Jane Foster's retor- uh, return in Thor Love and Thunder is, quote, a real mind F for Thor, says Taika Waititi. So, um, it, yeah, a it, little bit of in- insight here. It's been about eight years, uh, we find out. And uh, and then, yeah, Jane Foster comes back and is dressed as Thor. So just, uh, just an article from um, Empire. I'm going to go ahead and put a a, a prediction for a potential caboose. Do it, do it, do it. Here we go. I love these. In the comics, she she gets cancer, right? And then the, like, the the power of Thor ends up curing her cancer. Right. I think here she gets cancer, but she got cancer from being exposed to the Infinity Stone. Oh! Because it was in her body. Love. Like, a lot of radiation in that. Wait, when was it in her body? In uh, the, the shitty Thor, the Dark World. Why was it yeah. in her body? 
Uh, it just like it's a reality over. stone is like this red sludge, right? And like it, it sort of. Kirsten, you don't remember that terrible Thor movie? I don't remember. I don't remember being. But you don't in remember body. Endgame, where that like in order to get the Infinity Stone, they had to uh, get a syringe. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, all I'm uh, thinking of this is that that Brian. All I'm thinking of with that is that that is a kind of a ripoff of Watchmen because that's what happens in the Watchmen with Doctor Manhattan. Right? Yeah, yeah, and in fact, I, I, it's a fine theory, Brian, and it may very well turn out work. to be true. Of course, it would work. I don't like that because I don't know for some reason I want to believe that the Infinity Stones are like not like regular radiation or you know, and I know that they they make it work in like a sciencey way on those yeah. movies. We're like we're tracing the radiation of the infinity stone but like they're magical and i don't want them to also give you cancer do you know what i mean like <laughs> fair I, I don't know I, yeah but maybe yeah i maybe do right. not re- i'm looking up this syringe thing i don't know what you guys are maybe it's like about. a non-separate <laughs> non-cancer non-carcinomic tumor maybe it's a special cancer that makes you thor yes keep, keep googling kirsten I'm, I'm gonna move on to christopher walken <laughs> Okay, so Christopher Walken was in the video for Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice, yes. uh, which is sung by Bootsy Collins. Um, and in there, the line is, if you walk without rhythm, you won't attract the worm. Oh, what's which that is a, a line to? From Dune. Ah. And Christopher Walken will be in Dune Part 2 as the Emperor, Yay! as the one pulling the string. The prophecy has come true. The prophecy has I love that they did this. It's so good. And it doesn't work unless it's Christopher Walken, who will be such an insanely good emperor, I think. Because as soon as they say the word emperor, I am just thinking about Ian McDarmiard. Mm. Yeah. Right from Return of the Jedi. That's the Uh, emperor. That's an evil galactic emperor. That's all uh, I think about. And that's why they had trouble in the Star Star Wars sequels replacing him. Snoke was a weird version of him. And then they were just like, bring back the original, right? Just bring back the original. Only Christopher Walken, I feel like, could pull off an emperor like this. I'm, I thought you were doing it, Christopher Walken. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah, only Christopher. Okay. Um, Walken, an emperor. And like the this. Fact, this. fact that he's in that music video is so good. I didn't even put those things together. Is that the exact line, too, bud? Walk without yeah. rhythm, you won't rhythm. attract a worm. Yeah. And weirdly, Bootsy says it like three times. Yeah, and then he says, if you walk without rhythm, uh, you're never going to learn. Oh, God, uh, that's so good. It is so good. So obviously, Timothee Chalamet and Zendaya are in the sequel. Florence Pugh will be in the sequel. Oh, Pr- Princess Arulan, uh, the daughter of the Emperor, oh. and a guy named Austin Butler, who I'd, I'd not heard of, but who is playing Elvis in an upcoming movie. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I can see why mm. he's going to play uh, Fade, who was um, a Sting played that role. Fade, Fade Rautha. Oh. Um, Okay. In the uh, in the nineteen eighty four, he's he's the one that plays Elvis in that Baz Luhrmann yes. movie that like Priscilla Presley says, "Oh my God, he's Elvis." Yeah, yeah. To see a, a headshot of this guy, it's phenomenal, and I don't doubt that he's That's also also yeah, in the movie just, where Tom Hanks got COVID. 
Right. Oh no my god. Yeah. Oh my wow, god. That's right. Oh man, I'm I'm a Dune fan now. What, Christian? You think I'm mean to Star Wars? That's why because I'm like one of these classic snobs from Star Wars. Our parents' generation had this, right? You know, uh, oh Star Wars. You watch Star Wars? That's for kids. I like Dune. That's me now. <laughs> that's me. Okay. With the side of Star Trek, I'm that I'm that snobby nerd now. I didn't want that to be. I liked Star Wars. I liked it for a long time. But now I'm doing now I'm doing snob. I have I have scented candles around my home. I have the books of mahogany around. Do you have the book Dune in your home? Very various draperies and uh, yeah. Who's the author of Dune? uh, Orgies happen, huh? Um, Well, okay, next. (laughs) <laughs> Frank Herbert. Okay, so thank you to Zoner Ewan for a bunch of David Who, Dr. David Who, uh, Dr. Who news that came out this week. <laughs> Dr. Who? Very interesting. Uh, Shuti Gatwa, who's apparently from uh, Sex Education, will be the 14th Doctor. But then days later, they released the info that David Tennant and Catherine Tate, the the, the duo from, from David Tennant's uh, reign as the Doctor, are coming back. Now that's a real big whoop, right? Because they never do that, right? Once you're gone, you're gone of Doctor forever, right? Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. And then Yasmin Finney will come to the show as someone else named Rose, which uh, again, back from the 10th Doctor days and Christopher Eccleston, very confusing. Mm. Don't know why any of this stuff is happening. All should be happening in 2023. Um, it's all just intrigue. I don't know why, but I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's another thing in my house to be like an elevated nerd is that um, often when I have people over, I just play the Doctor Whom theme song on repeat. Oh my god, that's the vibe. Did in you the just house. say Doctor Whom? We take me. Yes, that's correct. I call him Doctor <laughs> Whom. Ownership of Whom. We microdose on various psychedelics and we. Oh my god. Explore the universe of Doctor Whom. <laughs> <laughs> Simu Liu is coming to Vancouver June 13th. Tom Cruise flew a helicopter to the Maverick San Diego premiere. <laughs> Zack Snyder's fan-voted Oscar wins might have been rigged by bots. Production on Ahsoka began May 9th. Should be out in 2023. Uh, There's a $220 Canadian dollar Lego Optimus Prime that I'm going to get. Oh, on it looks June so 1st. good. But wow. it transforms. It looks amazing. I'm so happy for you. This. Of course it transforms. Sometimes they name. don't. Sometimes they don't transform. Who gets a transformer that Sometimes doesn't transform? Sometimes they don't. It's a mechanic. There have been die-cast toys that don't transform. The Some dumbest kind, thing. Right? Sometimes it's called a car or a robot. Yeah, that's right. Whom? And finally, after years of uh, rumors and speculation, Google has finally announced the Pixel Watch. These links will also be in the show notes. Listener mailbag. Wait, you're going to get that no, Pixel no, no, Watch, no. bud? Oh. The Pixel Watch looks good. You're going to get that Pixel Watch? I'm probably going to get it a year from now when my phone current phone contract expires. And get new phone, new watch, same time? Absolutely. I'll oh. get the Pixel. It'll probably be like Pixel 14 by that time. Sure. And then, yeah, I'll get like version two or three of Pixel Watch. 100%. I'm very happy. I for love you. my Pixel. Great, solid phone. Mm-hmm. I hate my current phone because uh, I couldn't get a Pixel when, I, when the old Pixel died. Dang. Listener mailbag. Woo. Zoner Bryce gave us a new podcast review. And thank you very much because it's been a long time. <laughs> It's been a long time since so we had a podcast review, so thank you. <laughs> uh, Zoner Bryce, rate, rate, uh, join the club, rate, rate, review, subscribe. Um, this podcast is the highlight of my week. I love hearing the many ramblings of Paul and learning all of Brian's Marvel knowledge. And I love the fact that a podcast this great is based in Victoria. Keep up the good work. Aww, thank nice. you, Zoner Bryce. That's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's we never solicit for those. We always kind of just ramble off at the end 
of yes. our boss. Yeah, right. Yes. So please solicit now. Go if you Wait listen. a minute. Look at this. This is wild. 18 ratings. And they're all five stars. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Please Please somebody give us a one star just to even us out. Go, don't, don't, go, suggest, no, no, no. Yeah, don't so even. So it's not don't do that. bots. So we didn't bot it. Please go to the iTunes and write or click a review for us, please. Yes, please click a review. Zoner Ewan brought us lots of stuff, but also the story that uh, made news in various other ways. This kid, uh, this BC-based kid who's been making these wands, carving wands out of wood. Yeah. Um, and so long as he doesn't say the words Harry and or Potter, like he can say wizard and whatnot, um, he's selling these wands and someone connected with the Lord of the Rings, call him the Rings of Power. Um, ordered a couple to bring back and show to the prop master back in New Zealand, which is wild. Oh, that's so cool. What? Yeah, super cool. So are they going to use them for, I mean, they don't really use wands in Lord of the Rings. I mean, maybe they could. But, Um, you you know. But they, if, I guess his carving skills, they could use them for like a staff. Do you know what I'm thinking about is, yeah, no, there's no, there's no wands. Although I did get very nerdy with. Is there Ewan about this? Tell him Gandalf's name. The reason Gandalf is called that is because the men who first encountered him mistook him for a elf, and he had his staff with him, and they called him Wand Elf or Gandalf. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's why he's called that. In in the tongue of men, anyways. He's one of his many names. Uh, Mithrandir, another one. That's what the elves okay, call him. Right, Anyways, uh, thanks, nerd. So you know what? I think that it, it's really cool that they've hired this kid to do this. No, there's no like magic wands like that. But uh, the, wait, they've hired him? I thought they just sent some to the prop master. How do they do what this? What was the story? They, they bring him on. You're muted. Welcome to 2022. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they. Um, uh, what is it? They, uh, bought two of them, and. Um, We'll bring them to the New Zealand prop master because there's somebody working on the Rings of Power who is here, wow. but will be going to New Zealand. So it's months. not like they haven't hired him to do anything yet. They no, it's nothing. Nothing official. Wands. Nothing official. It's just a neat connection. Cool. That's no. That's yeah. Really cool. That's cool. The way I've seen his wands and the way they're kind of carved and everything, they're kind of intricate. They remind me of something that would be like in an elf's house. Something yeah, they're like it's that. very practical. Like the you yeah. know le, le, they look like they would make for good grips and and yeah, like a, a legit sort of honest down to earth wand if there is such a thing. Sure, practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Also from Zoner Mall, uh, his thoughts on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Like Paul, do you want to summarize or you don't uh, have that in front of you? Do you? I didn't read it and. <laughs> Uh, I don't get these emails, just so everybody knows. Oh, this one, he, well, he messaged That was a text me based on the gray background. Um, Anyways, overall, Maul liked it. Um, surprised by who the villain was. Mm-hmm. Um, thought it was going to be more about Mordo. Um, it's, a, it's a long thing, but talks a lot about Earth 616 and um, uh, Charlize Theron mm-hmm. and X-Men and Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. But um, overall... Probably 7.5, he rates the movie. Yeah, and the one thing I was very interested in, because Maul is a friend of mine, we grew up together really enjoying the Evil Dead movies, and uh, so the one thing that he said that I like, he says, there was some cheese, but the good thing about Sam Raimi is you know he knows what cheese, and what what is cheese, and you accept it. Yeah. 
Good, yeah. good point. Yeah. And finally, in your mailbag from Zoner Spencer. Yo, got back from Vegas today. And guess what? A present with my name on it. And from who? <laughs> uh, burst out laughing. It was the shirt that Paul was what? supposed to. <laughs> How many? Was that two years ago? I had a, I had a baby. I made an entire human mm-hmm. before this shirt made it to Spencer. Are mm-hmm. you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the best line. I thought this shirt was the next George R.R. R. Martin book. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah. You get, apparently it was company with a wonderful letter. The shirt fits great. He's got a wedding or two that he'll probably wear it to. Oh, that's nice. Um, nice. Thanks again. I love the zone and you, buddy. <laughs> that's so, nice, but that work, would be a one star Amazon review. <laughs> <laughs> um, Delivery took too long. Also, Spencer, um, there at McHappy Day last week. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Spencer came by, but I was talking to the owner of McDonald's, and he didn't want to interrupt me. Which Ronald. Please, Oh, yes, Ronald was there, which always please interrupt me. And then um, Mary came by, and it was also very strange because I was like, oh, hey, Mary. And I was like, I realized, I was like, wait a minute. I have never met you in person. Um, oh, that's funny. We seem to know her so well through the internet. I talk to her all the time, the internet, like like see photos of her going to Disneyland all the time. But it was very strange because I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've never met you in your corporal form yes. before. So anyway. Corporeal <laughs> form. I love it. Um, so thank you both for coming to make happy day. Yeah. And- That's awesome. I caught Mary as well and we were chit-chatting away and yeah, it was awesome and uh, it was good to uh, discuss and disagree with her about Star Trek in person. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun for me and uh, very cordial and then we talked about cars for a long time and it was rad. And um, yeah, it turns out, Spencer, what happened was I am paralyzed by the idea of writing an address on an envelope and then putting a stamp on something. So This was your fall down? I couldn't. That's what I – I looked at the shirt on my desk for, yeah, close to two years, and I was like, huh. eh, later. But <laughs> I hate this. Eh, my stamp. Where are the stamps? I don't know. I'll have to rummage through junk drawer. Eh. So what I did wow. was I just took the package – I wrote in a letter, put it in my car, drove it to his house, took a little lunch break. What? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that? No. You hand delivered it? Yes. <laughs> that was an easier- Because you hate stamps? Because I- wow. cr- uh, This is the broken brain. Something's wrong with me. I couldn't write the- I don't know. I just- I was like, I'd rather amazing. hand deliver this. So that was a hand So Spencer shirt. comes home from vacation to a non-addressed package. <laughs> Yeah, they could have so. been full yeah. of anthrax. Sure. Just I wrote his anonymously name on it. left. On, what'd you say? I wrote his, I scrawled his name on it. Oh, great, great. Okay. So a, a targeted anthrax attack. Great. Oh, my God. I will just wow. say, um, I realized that we have more than one weirdly podcast listener named Spencer. So I do not know if the Spencer that came to McDonald's was the same one as the shirt Spencer. Uh, so. Oh, isn't that interesting? Okay. Anyway. Well, okay. Let's not get into last names here. Yeah. Fair enough. enough. Spenny Nav, thanks for dropping by my stream every now and then. Reviews and recommendations. Wait, do we have music for that? I don't remember. No, we don't, because I normally just say, let's go to Brian's 91 second movie review of Operation Mincemeat. Oh, God. You know what? Oh, so not so easy, uh, is it? Why? You can be the one. Hamburger vamps now. Why not hamburger? What is this movie? My favorite part of the pod every week. Hot dogs. Any good? (laughs) Oh, no. 
about um, meat? Oh, she clicked on the <laughs> on the sponsor <laughs> click instead. Gotcha. Oh Vegetarians <laughs> like it. Okay. Yeah, this looks like a funny movie. Yeah, now. Zone 913, 91 second movie review. 5, 4, 3, 2, and... Action! During World War II, British intelligence pulled off a deception operation in order to disguise the 1943 Allied invasion of Sicily. This operation involved disguising a dead body as a fictitious officer of the Royal Marines, dumping said body into the sea to be discovered, and ultimately misdirecting the Nazis with documents planted on the body in order to leave the shores of Sicily undefended. This deceptive plan became known as Operation Mincemeat, and it's the premise of the 2022 film starring Colin Firth, Matthew McFadden, and Jason Isaacs. While I've seen a number of wartime dramas, they're not always my favorite genre. But Operation Mincemeat actually managed to get its hooks in me for a few reasons. The first is that, because of the nature of the operation, the entire story unfolds like a heist. This, at times, makes the film quite gripping and intense. The other tactic the film used to grab my attention was good old-fashioned nostalgia. This is because one of the major players in this operation was Lieutenant Commander Ian Fleming, who you probably know best as the author of the series of spy novels centered around a little-known character named James Bond. And yeah, it's kind of cheap that they would write in scenes just to make fans of 007 turn into that DiCaprio pointing meme, but it worked on me and those moments were quite fun to spot. Given the cast, it's no surprise that the performances in the film were on point, and while it probably could have benefited from a few more moments of thrill and excitement, I couldn't really find much fault in its pacing. Overall, Operation Mincemeat doesn't do much to make the film a must-watch, but it's fascinating enough to make one satisfied with her choice to hit play during a scroll through Netflix. Cut! That's a wrap! You can find all of Brian's 91 second movie reviews at thezone.fm slash movies. Oh my God, that was funny. Well done. Great <laughs> review, Brian, as ever. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. Where is this playing? You, uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, uh, okay. You, you say the word James Bond and I say, hmm, okay, well. Yeah, hmm. it's 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 full of that stuff. And like they, they make sure that you know that Ian Fleming is here. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, Fleming, what are you writing over there? <laughs> My story. <laughs> that was right in the trailer. It was so yeah. good and bad. Oh, my God. That's funny and cute. Um, I'm reading um, Casino Royale right now, the original Casino Royale. Nice. And by which I mean I downloaded it um, last summer, and yeah. every three months I read one paragraph <laughs> Sorry. and fall asleep. Because, oh, no, I forgot my book. I guess I'll – what's on my iPad? Oh, okay. I'll just <laughs> – Shoo. So, uh, anyway, you could consume good, it as audio. Pretty good. Pretty good movie. I mean, book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So we're going to skip to a bit more Doctor Strange talk. We're going to come back to the other stuff if we have time. But uh, in our in our dying 20, uh, 35 minutes here, we're going to get some more uh, Doctor Strange thoughts. But I will lead us in with uh, an article that was sent through our Slack 14 times. Uh, that Elizabeth Olsen basically says that throwing Marvel under the bus takes away from the talented crew. <clears throat> Pardon me. And also, unfortunately, the magic is kind of lost on her now. She uh, just being in and part of the Marvel movies for so long. Um, it's it's not really... She, the, the magic is lost on her, which is too bad. She says, I have to get my kicks elsewhere. The uh, article from The Independent was really good and really... Um, boy, she's humble. Um mm. 
and learned a lot from her sisters who are, again, bird's eye view. If you don't know, Mary Kate and Ashley uh, Olson uh, from Full House and then various other things in fashion and whatnot. And they those two have been put through the, the paparazzi and press ringer and obviously informed uh, Elizabeth a lot on how she lives her life. Good article. I would recommend Ash. Oh, and secondly. Spoiler! I'm right here! Spoiler! She never met John Krasinski. <laughs> um, uh, because I'm we're putting a spoiler in here. Oh, it, it's okay. been about a week or so. No, she just randomly said, "I've never met John. I've never met John Krasinski." No. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Paul, spoiler before John Krasinski. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we're in spoilers now. Yeah, because Marvel and green screen. I don't know. That's him, so says. weird, though, because mm. like. Oh, it's incredibly weird. She had a whole battle with yeah. him. Oh, but the battles are the green screeniest of them all. Like I know. It's, When she says that, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Isn't that weird, though, yeah. to think, though, that that whole scene, so I guess John Krasinski wasn't there and maybe all of their parts were filmed differently. Isn't that weird to think that whole scene that she was just like in a room with no one? Yeah, waving her hands around. Yeah, each of them are acting against nobody. It's kind of sad, honestly. If you got close to Captain Carter, you would think that they would have some choreographed scenes. Close to. Maybe she was in the room with her and she's saying, I could do this all day. Those are uh, CGI models. Yeah. And stunt people, maybe, 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 maybe. Yeah. And where everybody else wants to get out of their roles, seemingly, Benedict Cumberbatch wants 10 more years with Doctor Strange, great. which is great news. That's totally great. If they keep him evolving, I think there's lots of places for him to explore. So, yeah, bring it on. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Benedict. I love it. Did you guys, did uh, Kirsten, did you end up watching it again? No, I haven't seen it again yet because I need to get a babysitter or something. Right. <laughs> you had a second viewing, though, right, Brian? Second viewing, yeah. So... Second viewing, I, I don't know if it's always the case like this, but maybe, but second viewing is always, you know, it's seemingly more fun um, <laughs> because you know what's happening. So you can kind of pinpoint the moments where it's like, okay, I want to focus up here. Or, you know, you don't have to be distracted with what could come next or yeah. how come Tom Cruise is not in this or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, nice. but yeah, I, re- I really like the movie. I, whatever movie it is, <laughs> no. I'm like, why is Tom movie. Cruise in this? <laughs> Where's Tom Cruise? Where's the yeah. um, hey, I paid for Cruise. <laughs> Very interesting. Speed to cruise control. Where's Tom Cruise? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> interesting insight that I will attribute to uh, my son Aiden, who I took on this uh, watch. Oh, this is amazing. And we were uh, talking about this, and Paul, who had just left the room, because bye, Paul, about a thing that I say. No, um, <laughs> Brian's talking. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, he was saying because like what Paul was saying last week, we were, we we're talking about vision, mm-hmm. right? And uh, vision existing in you know the the universe where Wanda actually has her kids and stuff. And uh, I think what was Paul saying was saying that like vision's just not in the scene or whatever. Um, so we were talking about it, me and Aiden, and and he was actually saying that. Vision doesn't exist in that universe where the Illuminati is. Mm -hmm. And that's evident by the fact that there are Ultron bots in the, like working for the Illuminati. Oh, because Vision was an Ultron bot. 
Well, Vision was a product of the failed Ultron right, failure, right? Right, right, right. From right. Tony Stark. So, like, Ultron went bad, and then to stop him, like, Ultron was going, going to create the Vision body. They stole it and then created Vision, right? And so, in this universe, it seems like the Ultron program worked. They've got a suit of armor right. around the world in the form of, like, the Ultron bots. Hmm. Um, and so... If that's the case, if Ultron worked, then they would have had no need for Vision. Wanda would have never met Vision, so she had those kids with somebody else. But they look exactly the same. Yeah, but they look exactly the same from WandaVision because if dreams are a window into alternate right so she'd see that oh cool up with the concept of the house incredible oh cool yeah smart smart kid you got there hmm um, so the, uh, that does bring me to like, you know, there are people complaining about the movie sort of ignoring the arc of Wanda Maximoff in WandaVision. I highly disagree with that. Yeah. Wait, like, what? Who's, yeah. what's their yeah. argument that it ignores it? That like people are saying like, oh, well, how come, how can they just immediately turn her into a villain in the multiverse of madness when she just no. went through all this oh, stuff no, no. in WandaVision? That's what WandaVision was all about. It was that yeah. was the backstory to her turning into a Dealing villain. With her well, and like her kid, you can have, and that's the thing too. It's, it's in storytelling, you can have different character arcs. You can have different arcs to a character in one story. So if like us, one character is in multiple stories, they could have different things that they have to go through. Mm-hmm. And, and in one division, her arc was going through the process of grieving, and and being able to properly grieve for Vision and the life that they could have had. She completed that arc. And she gave up the world. She let everybody free. But then within that arc was this kind of subplot of the Darkhold, right? And that's where Agatha came in. So Agatha basically introduced her to the Darkhold. And then Wanda took that with her. The Darkhold then became that next beginning of the arc of the Darkhold tempting her. Just because she learned how to get over the death of her love, like of her lover, doesn't necessarily mean that. Now she's immune from being tempted by evil magic. Yeah. Right. Because she had this idealistic, you know, life with the kids and everything. And, oh, what if a little dark magic could bring them back? That that, that, that couldn't be bad, could it? So I think that starts off a brand new arc for Wanda. And um, a lot of this is going to kick off. So the, my, my next sort of caboose prediction is yeah. that because uh, they've already got Agatha Harkness, a series of, of that in the works. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's going to be a redemption arc for Agatha Harkness because also in like the comic book, she does kind of flip between evil and, and good eventually, you know, turns good and becomes sort of like a caregiver for um, Reed Richard and Sue Storm's kid. Right. Which is going to be like a nice little seed in the future. But uh, if she has an arc in a Disney plus show where she kind of turns good, she washes the evil of the dark hold off of her. My prediction is that at the end of that show, you're going to end up seeing Wanda Maximoff at her doorstep mm. asking for help. And oh, boy. Really, yeah. Then so that's this is going to be then her next Wanda's next arc is going to be Agatha pulling her back from kind of the temptations of the dark hole and all that kind of stuff. Oh, dark because Mag- you think that she's she didn't actually kill herself. No, yeah, I don't think she actually. Oh, died. no. Oh, she, okay. If she didn't die on screen, then she didn't actually die. And you see a red poof and that's it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I love that. Good prediction, Brian. I would love, love, love. I just love when people die and it sticks. But I just, 
<laughs> well, weird thing to say. I would love it. I mean, like, how brave and how curveball would it be, and how surprising if the red poof really meant she died. If it just like for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it just was like. And remember that Wanda is dead. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Remember mm-hmm. the red poof. That means dead, and we don't have to. But like, again, when comics are your source material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone dies 10,000 times and comes back to life in two issues later. Never, <laughs> never, ever, never, ever. I would like, so yeah, because, and that, my, the, there was one thing, one criticism like Captain, Mar- in that universe, Captain Marvel is like the strongest thing ever and mm-hmm. she gets killed by a bunch of falling rocks. Yeah. 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 Guess, if Wanda Maximoff is stronger, then you're thinking the same thing. She just gets, gets killed by a bunch mm-hmm. of falling rocks. But I feel rocks. like she right. did it. She brought the rocks and things upon herself. Fair. Like, mm-hmm. so, I, like, that's why I feel like she could be dead. I think it's going to be a long. What train was that red poof then? Of cabooses for what Brian. What was that poof? Brian knows. Could have been teleportation. It? Could have been protection. Could have been something she didn't have away for all over. Could have been a lot of things. Was a fart? Yeah. I would love. Yeah, it maybe she cursed him. I would love it for her to stay dead, but getting the cabooses ready for Brian. Like You're already pre-typing the caboose emoji. Yeah, and Mr. Conductor over here just getting Brian's cabooses ready. It's 9.05, so on to the Paul, let's talk about the Picard Season 2 finale. Sure. Um, okay, so thanks, everyone, for sticking with me as I have shit on this show for a whole season. And back and forth, back and forth. Well, remember, it was like see, uh, episode one, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Wow, they're doing some stuff that I might want to look at. Okay, wow, okay, I'm surprised. And then right at episode two, it was like, oh, trash, trash. Oh, oh, every episode after. Absolute junk. I hate it so much. The show doesn't make sense. Everything's bad. Everything's the same. Everything I hated from the first season, but worse. How stupid. How lazy. Really terrible. Patrick Stewart, why are you doing this? Why did you need another dump load of money? I don't understand this. Um, I'm disappointed. This is even worse than season one. And then the finale was like really wonderful. And I liked it again. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really, it like, um, it it wrapped the story that I hated, wrapped it up in a nice way, uh, but in a way that was like enjoyable for some reason. And then there was plenty of time left over for some kind of other fun stuff. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I how do you review or recommend a, sh- a show like this? You know what I mean? Like that's a good question. Uh, uh, it's so janky. And I think I read, too, that it, for some reason it, like, got started by one set of writers and then they, like, there was drama and they left. And so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And there's a lot of fun stuff in the in the finale, I have to admit. There's a lot of things I sat there being like, wow, good for that. That's fun. This is nice. <laughs> You know what I mean? Good like, for that. Good for that. And um, but, but you have to watch a whole season of... Like absolute nightmare trash to get to it as a Star Trek fan. That's such a shame. This is our life? Oh, my God. With the most beloved character of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yikes. All right. Anyways, that's all I'll say about it. Because anything else I would say would be too spoilery. But uh, do what you want. Fair enough. Um, Somewhat related, Strange New Worlds is Star Trek's highest rated series ever on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I mean, what, we're what, two, three episodes in? Mm -hmm. And I loved it it so much. 
I'm, I'm really enjoying it. There's, there is, you know, the thing I was worried about, which is like this modern Star Trek sheen over top of it that nobody really likes. It's there for sure. And the, the, like the things for, uh, especially Captain Pike's character that they set up in Star Trek Discovery, which everyone also hates. Still there, still present. You know what I mean? You, you can tell it's the same team doing this, but here's the show where they really learned the lesson of like, we don't want these big, heavy, boring, overarching plots. We want one and done, episodic, a new adventure every week. Obviously, it's the same characters. You know, they're going to have throwbacks or whatever, but like, we want this wrapped up in 45 to 50 minutes every week. The adventure is over. A new planet, a new monster. Do you know what I mean? Like classic episodic TV storytelling yeah. on the bridge of the original Enterprise. That's what we want. And not only are they doing that in a really fun, modern, elevated way, they're also – they have cast this show brilliantly. It is – like Anson Mount is so goddamn enjoyable as Captain Pike that I don't know how you're going to replace him with Captain Kirk eventually. Like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Like even Christopher Pine in the in the um in the movies who is a fantastic modern Captain Kirk. I you couldn't bring him in at this point. Like holy. Yeah, Anson Mount is so cool dad as the captain that it's just like it's <laughs> unbelievable. And then um and then everyone else is rad too. Sexy Spock I don't love, but that what are you going to do? Um, number one is rad, Rebecca Romaine. You've got all these great uh, other characters like uh, Rebecca Romaine is number one. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's, That's amazing. right. Playing the character that Majel Barrett played. Yeah. In the sixties, um, wow. and who's Gene Roddenberry's wife? Uh, you got uh, uh, the new Ohura is really wonderful, and so like I think it's season. I think it must be yeah, episode two is the only one I've seen. Um, there's it's like a pretty uh, Uhura Uhura heavy episode so that's how it's gonna go right like oh you're gonna get like a Spock heavy episode and this one's a more Uhura episode and this one more about Pike and that so that's fine too but the new Uhura is rad so wonderful to watch all the characters are great the cast is unreal I can't say enough good things about Strange New Worlds I'm enjoying the hell out of it it's the Star Trek I am dying for in this modern time which is weird that it's like this weird throwback thing but I love but it. But you wanted that optimism. I, you I always wanted, wanted that optimism. Yeah, and I think it's there and I like it. Incredible. Well, we're actually hitting our marks for reviews and recommendations. I started playing a game called Soundfall. I heard about this on March 22nd. An announcement trailer dropped and then there was no release date. Coming out on Steam and Switch. Who knows when? I don't know. It's a rhythm-based <laughs> looter shooter, which is cool. funny. Um, I am all about rhythm games. I love me some rhythm games. I played every, probably every Nintendo rhythm game there there was. What's and a then rhythm last, game? Oh, a rhythm game is basically like you, really basic level. You 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 fight or you move on a beat to background music that is going on. So you have to have a sense of rhythm, and basically, like if you hit the fire button on the beat your attack is more powerful or you know if you dash on the beat uh then you're invisible for a second but if it's you're like, off the beat then you can get hurt or your attacks are not as strong which is, is that, it like oh, shit, rock band rad. meets mario yeah rock band meets mario honestly kirsten it's a great way to put it yeah <laughs> wow so in this adventure you are a barista named melody who's just transported to this world of symphonia and you've got to fight 
discordance and i love it and oh my god like so the nintendo uh indie world showcase was last wednesday and they and they they put the trailer in there because it's a cute little indie game drops today like really okay so i got it and then i went on to my twitch stream and i'm like i'm gonna play it fresh rip the shrink wrap off and play it and I sucked. Oh. <laughs> I, I died what? so much. It was so terrible. And like, so it was a horrible stream. And like, I backed off and I'm like, what the heck went wrong? And I'm like, I'm looking, is there like latency in my streaming software? Was there this? Was there that? It was a different controller? Yeah. And the thing about rhythm games is sometimes you have to set your latency. They'll give you like a Mm-hmm. You have to hit your buttons to make sure that, you know, what you're seeing and what the controller is receiving um, is is accurate. The problem is I did that because it was like the, the options were start, credits, and latency calibration. I'm like, oh, I don't know latency. I'm a big rhythm game player. Should not have done that. Should have left the latency at default because all the years of playing rhythm games for me means that I know to hit the button slightly ahead of time. But doing that once I calibrated the latency uh, screwed me up completely. So uh, I played it again last night and blitzed it. Just went through tons of things. Was so much better. And I feel so much better about the game. It's about $10 cheaper on Switch. Uh, I think it's about like 30 bucks on Switch and 40 bucks on, on Steam. Soundfall, highly recommendation. That's awesome. You, I can if you want, I'll be playing it on Sunday at seven thirty. Stop! Don't do that voice. Just to plug your thing. What What are I'll you be, doing? I'll be playing Soundfall again Sundays on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash/webmeisterbud. Sorry, it feels weird to self promo like that, but anyway. Yeah, okay, send it to us next time. We'll promo it for you. Okay, how about that? <laughs> You're cute. You should promo those. They're fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Kirsten, Star Wars Visions. You watch some of those. Yeah, so on Star Wars Day, we had to watch Star Wars in our house, so I was like... <laughs> it's the law. It's, it is the, <laughs> the law. law. Um, and I was like, oh, let's watch that Vision show that came out that we never watched, and this is like the Star Wars anthology series that has like some of the best anime creators. It's kind of like um, Animatrix with Star Wars, but make it Star Wars, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we only watched the first three, um, and a huge voice cast in the English versions. We didn't watch uh, the the Japanese versions. I don't know if you can on Disney Plus. I'm assuming you can, but of course, the language it gave us was English. Um, but like one of them had Neil Patrick Harris in it. It had Alison Brie, Lucy Liu, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So like huge voice cast in these. Uh, the first episode, if you were going to watch anything and you have not, please go watch the Star Wars Visions The Duel. It is so good. It is 14 minutes long. You got time for it. Yeah, you Holy do. shit. Um, the two we watched after that like weren't great, but again, they're just like little shorts. They're little shorty 12-minute boys. So but You thought they weren't great? Really? They were, they were fine. Like, I, I mean, they were kind of silly. Like the band one, the rock band yeah, one? Yeah, the rock band one. Was oh, just, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of, it was it was fine, right? It yeah. wasn't great. It wasn't like I watched, I mean, unfortunately, the duel kind of sets you up for like, holy shit, this is going to be so cool. <laughs> but and then not. it follows up with the band one. And then there's the yeah. twins one, which is, is kind of weird. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah. So have you seen all of them, Brian? No, no, I don't. Remember. I think I might have even stopped that. Like the band one was what the second one. Yep. So I might have only seen two. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I'll go watch them all eventually, just because they're fun little Star Wars shorts, and um, 
great voice cast, but yeah, holy shit, that uh, the duel is worth 14 minutes of your time if you uh, enjoy Star Wars even mildly or anime. It's just good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Awesome. Looking forward to it. I really wanted to see these, and just I just did not. Well, friends, we did great, and all of the stuff that we didn't get to actually talk about is still linked in the show notes, so please go to that. Kirsten James, good morning. One hour pod. (laughs) Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, Oh, what? Where can we find you on the internet? (laughs) We're wrapping up. What? I know. I guess we'll leave. Sorry to wake you. (laughs) Kirsten.James. Thank you, Paul Plastino. I didn't know you had a hard out as well, bud. Is that true? What's, do you need to be out of here by what, 9.30? Only if it was yesterday. I got my days confused. Oh. We all got work to do. We all have work to do. Yeah, I got a meeting and a label to make, so yeah. I mean, so um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll add one more review then while we have oh, time. Oh, my God. Um, Kirsten and I watched the first episode of Kids in the Hall, the reboot. Oh, yeah. How was that? I really want to watch that. unbelievable. Uh, I, I think. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Yes, it was very... Can't sorry. Wait. Sorry. That just reminds We should also finish our review and recommendation for the Pentaver. Because we finished oh, it. Oh, yes. Okay, but go let's back get to that Kids next. in the Hall. So Kids yeah. in the Hall. Yeah. Loving it so much. Um, it, so it was interesting because, like, Kirsten is a, a big Kids in the Hall fan. Yes. I am, but like I only know kind of a few sketches that I love, and that's it. And and Johnny's never seen Kids in the Hall; he has no idea. Oh wow! Okay, so we're all getting different levels of enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. That's and, wild. But my enjoyment keeps getting heightened because like Kirsten will know things or notice things that I'm not, and kind of explain them to me. And then even yesterday, I got to work and Jason Lamb, who's like a big Kids in the Hall fan and like re- remembers everything from the original series, he was explaining stuff to me that I had no clue about. Mm-hmm. Like the entire opening scene of the first episode is um, is like a complete like shot for shot almost like throwback connection to the last scene of the previous season where they oh ended. incredible like and not just a couple of things like so many things and references i love it it's un- and it's like it's done in this way where because it's been so long and there's this reverence for this insane comedy troupe mm-hmm. It's so good. It's so good. And it's like that comedy that I haven't seen in a while where it's just like irreverent comedy, right? Like where it's like they're not making references to anything. It's not like that. It's just like silly situations, just normal people. Like they're not doing impressions. Um, Yeah, it was great. And full frontal nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I know. I know. I don't think this is a spoiler now because there's – uh, well, I didn't say what it was or who it was. Uh, let me just say it's Dave fully, fully naked. Yeah, and Scott Thompson. Wow. No, not Scott Thompson. Wasn't is it? it? No, I think it was the, one of the others. Um, I always forget this guy's name. I don't know. Name. I was I'm just sorry. looking at Dave Foley's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a year for Kirsten James is seeing her. <laughs> so uh, many penises. Crushes dongs. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had a huge crush on Dave Foley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Bruce McCullough. And you know what? Didn't get to see his penis. Guy's got a nice penis. I was I looked at it too, and I was All like, right. "That's a nice dong." I, yeah, no. It was he- like shockingly full frontal for yeah. a shocking amount of time <laughs> yes, it too. Was. It was not like a Benedict glance. Like it was a yeah. If anyone's gonna pull it off, though, it's gonna be the kids in the hall. Like they they yeah. they're. It was so. Fu- I like. I won't spoil the sketch for you, dude. But, like. 
it was just, it was great and yeah. wonderful, and I can't wait to watch some more. And so funny. funny Seriously, funny, funny. it's it's so good, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of it, and I hope they make a million more. Okay, and Pentaveret, we finished it. Um, it was it was good. Like I still enjoyed it. I still don't understand why it's getting like all this crazy negativity. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I need to dial back a little bit what I said last week where I was like, Mike Myers is a genius. <laughs> um, and I think, I think that that, uh, again, maybe had to do with coming off of Space Jam 2. <laughs> right. The bar right. was really low. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still really liked it. I'm glad we, it was, the thing that I appreciated about it, it was six episodes and I feel like yeah. Netflix might have been like, oh, come on, Mike, you want to give us eight? You want to give us ten? And I feel like maybe he was like, no, we can do this in six. Yeah. I only need six episodes. And Wonderful. so it, it wasn't too long. I didn't ever feel like I was struggling to finish it. Um, and and I just thought it was a fun, funny watch and great cameos. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I understand where the beefs are coming from. I just disagree. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it if you think it's lazy to talk about Canada in that way. Although they did it also in a way that I thought was really clever. The, the, the um, when you're in Canada, there's like a lower resolution of the mm-hmm. TV show, and I kind of noticed it at first, but then they draw attention to it. And it's really oh, funny. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! Like it's four by three, like they shoot. Well, yeah, and then they cross the border, and then he's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so did that's you watch it, Brian? Amazing! You it? I love I that. Some, I, haven't, I haven't finished it yet. I saw some. So, what are you thinking of it so far? Yeah, I was like, I, 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 I think. Uh, I felt like because I watched it almost immediately after that pod where you guys were talking about it, so I did feel like it was a little overhyped. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. But I laughed. I I did laugh. I yeah. even I, like I and I I obviously I always enjoy King Michael Key. Yeah, so. that joke was so good. The peel or the key? The, yeah, I, I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, lots of lot, uh, Mike Myers likes those um, accent jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. he sure does. Yeah, finish yeah. it. It's it's. Fun. I thought it had a good, solid story too. Like mm-hmm. the story that they tell yeah. makes sense, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was. I know. Yeah, I I thought it was great. It's really too bad. The, I don't understand how it's it's, it's just getting so critically panned yeah. when we're getting all of this. Like we saw Hubie Halloween, and that didn't <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, Is the bar high for Mike Myers for some reason? Like really high? Like people are expecting more from him after being away for so long, or people are thinking like I don't know. Like like come on, you guys. Austin Powers is a great cult classic, and it's really good, but. It's a lot of just silly fart and sex and dick jokes. Yes. Okay. This is who we know and love. Why are we, why are we shocked that he's just doing that? Even he's doing that in like an elevated way. I feel like so. Why why be mad about that? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand. I thought it was great. Yeah. Go watch. That's fair. Good review. Good review. Paul Plastino. <laughs> At Paul Bastino, find me kicking Kirsten and her husband's ass at Mario Kart full time, all the time. Yeah. Whoa. He was good. I will say. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get this going. Yes. Yeah. Well, now that you live there, we could we could do the whole. Yes. Yes. Odd thing. Yeah. Oh, I'd love that's that. so good. All right, Brian. Uh, Boytano nine one three Twitter and Instagram DJ Boytano on Facebook. I'm Webmeister Bud on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and twitch.tv slash Webmeister Bud. Sundays at 7 or 7.30. Woo! Oh, boy. 
This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 189. Thank you so much for listening. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.